Welcome to Heaven and Healing Podcast. I'm Angela Yuchi, and I'm so excited to be here with you right now in your ears or on your device, wherever you may be listening or watching this episode. Um, This is the very first episode of Heaven and Healing Podcast, so thanks for being here. Now, this actually is not my first ever podcast episode, but it is the first episode of Heaven and Healing. So if you are a member of my former community, then you're all familiar already with the podcast. So I used to have a podcast called Moon and Back, which was podcast and a yoga practice that I offered for free. Um, now I'll talk about why I relaunched in just a moment. But if you've listened to me before, just want to say thanks for giving this a chance. You know, I know this might be different for you. I know that it's extremely unlike anything that we ever used to talk about on Moon and Back podcast. And I know that it takes a tremendous amount of courage for anyone to, you know, take their belief system, take the things that they're passionate about and say, oh, well, this is a different approach to it. This is a counter argument, if you will. So I'm actually going to lean into that and get curious about it and see what I can learn from it. I know it takes a lot of courage to do that. And so if you're listening to this in spite of your triggers, I just want to say congratulations because you leaned into the discomfort. Whenever you lean into the discomfort of life, you are leaning into literally the next best part of it because that's where your growth happens outside the comfort zone in anything in life. I wouldn't be here if I had stayed within the comfort zone of Moon and Back podcast. I wouldn't be here if I stayed within the confines of the moon and back belief system, the whole reason I had moon and back. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to first thank you for being here if you did decide to come back. And then if you're just brand new to this, if you found me on Instagram, if you found if you found me through the cultist show, whatever it is, I'm so honored to have you here and to be connected with you in Christ. This community that has already begun to establish itself is so incredibly special because I've never had this kinship before where we all are connected in Christ. And it's a different kind of bond than anything I can say I've truly experienced before. And it's really incredibly special. I mean, 90% of the people that I have connected with through Christianity has not been face to face. You know, it's both the blessing and curse of social media is that we can get connected to all these people, but then they're so far. So a lot of people that I have connected with have been online. And even still, even through that distance, it's just a different feeling of connection, this kinship in Christ. And it's so special. So if you're new, thank you. If you're a former listener, thank you. If someone sent you here and you're brand new to all of this, thank you. Thank you for listening and thank you for opening your heart and opening your mind for the opportunity for not only me to share with you, but for God to come knocking on your heart. Because if you're listening to this right now, that's what he's doing. That's why you're here. Because he's knocking on your heart and he's looking for you to answer. So I am, as I said, my name's Angela. For those of you that don't know me, um, I decided to relaunch my podcast for a bunch of reasons. So I'm going to give my testimony 
If you've heard it before, you're going to hear it again right now. You're going to hear some things you haven't heard before, a little more detail, a little more in depth. I'm going to do my best to have like a chronological timeline. At this point, I have told it so many times that I might be a little better now than I was the first time you heard it when I was a little rambled all over the place. So um, yeah, I'm going to share my testimony because that's, that's the whole, that's the whole explosion is, you know, why I had to uproot all that I had been building for a year, let it blow up in my face and just trust God to let the pieces fall where they may. So I relaunched this po- this podcast because the Holy Spirit put it really strongly in my heart of December 2021 that it was time to stop doing astrology. So if you were with me before, Moon and Back podcast, you know that my entire show was completely centered around astrology. I would offer full moon and new moon reports every two weeks to... Um, you know, keep everyone up to date on what the moon's doing. And I would relate that to numerology. So I would go through the number of degrees in which the sun and moon were stationed. And then I would relay the numerology and the, you know, meaning behind that and weave it into the astrology, into the patterns, into the themes, as well as tarot, you know, say if the sun was at 23 degrees, two plus three is five. So we would talk about the fifth tarot card and how, pardon me, and how that is, all relevant to, again, the moon cycles, the themes in your life, the patterns coming up, whatever it is. And then we would break down the houses. So in the Zodiac Wheel, there's these different houses and I won't get into it, but different signs represent different houses. So whatever sign it was, we would talk about that house. And again, just how it all corresponds to one another, the numerology, the tarot, um, the astrology itself, all of it just as one as one offering. So the whole point of that was to offer self-healing. That's really my my greatest intention was to offer self-healing because I w- would consider myself at the time to be a self-healer. I loved that phrase. I had never heard anything cooler. I had never heard anything more empowering. It made me feel liberated to say that I'm a self-healer, made me feel like my own savior, made me feel like I actually do have it together, made me feel like I can figure it out and I will make this work along the way. You know, whatever it may be in life, I'm going to make it happen. I can put one foot in front of the other because I am my self-healer. And using the tools of astrology, I really tried to navigate, you know, my pain because there was a lot of pain in the former version of myself um, that she didn't know what to do with. So there was a lot of pain. There was a lot of suffering. There was a lot of just despair and hopelessness and questions. And the astrology, you know, it gave me answers. It gave me answers. And, you know, there were riddles for me to solve. You know, I had to break down if the moon was in cancer, that was some, that was a problem for me to solve. And if I could solve that problem, then I could solve the problems in my life because I've solved the, the problem astrologically. And so it would give me this sense of, of, again, having it together, this sense of resolution, if you will. Astrology gave me a sense of resolution that consequently only made me continue to seek it out. So it became an addiction, you know, and in hindsight, I do see that it's, um, 
it's it's just like a spiritual narcotic astrology and all the new age stuff. You know, I was deep in yoga, deep in crystals, Reiki, tarot, all of it, like all of the things. I was doing all of the things. Never dove into witchcraft, but, you know, if you ask me, it's all the same at this point. Satan is Satan at the end of the day, after all. So doesn't matter if he has on a witch hat or a chakra necklace, still Satan. So, you know, I never got there, but astrology was my life. Like, I planned on, and <laughs> thank God I never did, but I planned on getting my whole birth chart tattooed on my thigh. I wanted up on my arm, like I wanted a whole astrology, spirituality kind of sleeve thing going on <clears throat> with like, earth goddesses and things like that. Like I wanted a whole shrine to new age spirituality and astrology on my arm. Thank God I didn't get that far. But um, yeah, so I was, I was just deep in it. I was deep in it, loved astrology, loved yoga, wanted to help other people because I thought it was helping me. Because, you know, I would get these moments of like, like I said, oh, resolution. Yes, I solved the problem astrologically. Now I can implement it into my own life. And like, you notice the patterns. Like, it's not as if there's no truth to astrology. It's not as if there's no truth to, you know, what the tarot cards are saying. If there was no truth to it, we wouldn't be so attracted to it. So there's just enough truth to draw us in so that eventually we can be deceived into, into keeping us in enough truth to lead us there and enough deceit to keep us in. So, you know, I wanted to help people. I mean, like I said, my intentions were nothing but pure, but as they say, the road to hell is paved with good intentions, right? And that's the thing with all these practices and something that I want to say up front, um, as I'm like 15 minutes in, something I want to say up front and something I have to reiterate a lot, especially for people even that I love that, that just can't seem to, that I should say that are not willing to accept the changes that I've gone through or accept the truth, I should say, that these changes are now calling forward in them. So, you know, we hear all the time, like with the new age spirituality thing, it's all light and love until the second it's Christianity, right? So what's that about? <laughs> you know, why is there just this, this wall? Okay. I, I get it. Like I 100% get it. But the thing that I want to make clear before I go there is that I'm not attacking you. I'm not attacking anybody. That's not my job. I deploy no judgment whatsoever. Heaven and healing is a place of non-judgment. Heaven and healing is a place of unconditional love. But the thing about God, right? And people want to talk about this a lot. The thing about God and with Jesus, Jesus is unconditionally loving all the time. That never changes. But God is not unconditionally tolerant, okay? There's a difference between unconditional love and unconditional tolerance. So yes, God loves you. That goes without saying. 
He will always love you. Nothing you could ever say, do, or think would ever change that love. However, what he tolerates of you, that's up to you. Because that comes down to following your will versus following his will. If you're always following your will, eventually there's going to hit a point where you're no longer in God's tolerance because you're out of his will. And so when you're out of his will, you're out of his tolerance, you're out of the kingdom. And that's not me judging you. That's not me being closed off. That's me offering you the literal love that God is giving you because it's a choice. See, it's a choice. And that is why God's love is so pure, because it is a choice given to us freely, whether or not we will take that sweet gift of salvation, that Jesus Christ died for us, for our sake. God loves us so much that he gave us the choice to choose him. With a broken heart, knowing that not everyone would do that. And... Choosing him means loving him not just in what we say, but in what we do. Okay? So we can't expect God to just be this unconditionally tolerant being who's just going to love us and let us get away with anything just because he loves us. What kind of God is that? You know, think about the relationships in your life. You hold people accountable for things, don't you? I hope so. If someone does you wrong or acts out of whack or isn't treating you well, I hope that you hold them accountable to that regardless of how much you love them. Why should God be any different with you? Just because he's God? Why are you better than God? Why do you get to hold those standards for your relationships but he doesn't? Why do you get to be better than God? That doesn't make any sense. So he is unconditionally loving. That is no question. But he is not unconditionally tolerant. And so we show him our love, not in just what we say or think, but in what we do. And sometimes what we do has to go against our will. We have to be willing to humble ourselves and say yes to his will instead of ours. That's love. love, because love is a choice. Love is what you do in spite of what you feel. Love is what you do in spite of what you feel. So it's making the hard choice nine times out of ten. And it was really hard for me to say, actually, you know what? I was wrong about astrology. Just throw my hands up and say I was wrong. I was wrong about yoga. I was wrong about Reiki. I was wrong about crystals. I was wrong. It was really hard to say that. It was really hard to admit it to myself, let alone the people around me, let alone my audience, let alone my loved ones let alone the people that see me every day, you know? Like I walk around with moons and stars all over me and then one day I just start talking scripture, you know? Like none of this was easy. But as I came to understand God's love, 
and I understood that difference between unconditional love and unconditional tolerance, it made me, it made me start to actually hold myself accountable to God's word, to God's will, because his will is his word. And so I had to make some changes. And this podcast was one of the biggest of them because it literally changed everything for me. My, I'm entirely rebranding. Over the past two months, I've been in the process of a total rebrand. I have no idea what's going to happen with this. Look, I'm like full disclosure. Like my heart is has been pounding this whole time. Like I'm nervous. I I have jitters. I'm... You know, I don't know where this is going to go. With Moon and Back, I had... I had a plan, but with this, this is just God told me to do it. He said, no, actually, yeah, you have this platform now. Here's the thing. You have this platform. Yeah, you've done really good building it up. You've done such a good job. So proud of you. Good work. Now you have all these followers. You have all these eyes on you. So what's going to happen is we're going to, we're going to decrumble it all. Okay. It's <laughs> just what he does sometimes. Um... And so, you know, I, I wanted to mention that as well, that I am nervous and that I don't know where this is going to go because something that's been super important to me just from the moment I could share my thoughts on the internet and have some sort of platform was to be authentically myself and to, and in that authenticity, you know, be honest about the hard parts too, because I think that. It's a dirty trick that anyone with a public platform could ever do is to not showcase some of the dirty laundry too. Um, because we all have it and I'm never, I'm never interested in painting a false picture of my life or of who I am. I, I don't want to be anything but who I am. And now all I desire to be is seen as daughter of the king. You know, I, nothing else matters. And so with that, um, yeah, I was thinking about how I didn't even have the best week leading up to this. Like I had less than an ideal week leading up to this podcast relaunch. Certainly not the kind of week you would want to have leading up to something like this. I'll say that without oversharing, I'll just leave it there. You know, um, some hard life struggles hit me recently um, that I, not that this hasn't happened since I've been born again, but I think this is the first time since I've been born again that it's really hit me that, oh, wow, wow, life is still going to really suck sometimes. Um, you know, because when you're first Christian, you have these like rose colored goggles on. It's like, wow, the world is in, is in Jesus now. I see the world in sepia. No, I see the world in Jesus. And it's like, that's true, but there's still going to be turmoil and there's still going to be struggles. And uh, honestly, sometimes, sometimes they're going to hit 10 times harder because spiritual warfare is very real. Um, and the enemy wants to bring you down. I mean, that's just the truth of the matter is that the enemy wants to bring you down. The enemy wants to steal, kill, and destroy everything that is good in your life and that is good for you and that is in the glory of God. So 
Yeah. I mean, he's always up to it. He's always up to it. Satan is doing cartwheels right now. Um, he's already lost and he knows that. He knows his time is up. It's just, you know, a matter of what else he can do in the meantime sort of thing. But anyway, yeah, so... I like that I said I was going to go in chronological order and I've gone and I've gone backwards. Like we've started from now and have slowly begun to go into the past. So here we are. Um, yeah, I, I'm losing my train of thought like crazy. <laughs> what happens when you don't podcast for two months? I have missed this. I will say I have missed this. Um, yeah, this is all for God and his glory. That's all this is. And so... What you can kind of expect from this moving forward, whereas Moon and Back was all astrology, all esoteric stuff, you know, my starseed stuff, my self-healing stuff, it's no longer, this podcast is no longer about walking each other home on the self-healing journey, which was the entire premise of Moon and Back. With heaven and healing, we are walking alongside one another on the journey to Christ, on the journey with Christ, on the journey in Christ. There's no self-healing anymore, okay? There's heaven and healing. There's healing in God. There's no self-healing. Because I have great news for you. This little body you're in, this flesh and bone, this flesh and bone that poops and cries and gets hot sometimes when you're angry like a fussy baby, like this body that you're in is not as good as it gets. It's not as good as it gets. So that's the good news. You're not as good as it gets. So there's no self-healing to be done. We do the work to meet God. Yes, it's co-creation, but he goes first. We follow him. So our work is to follow God. There's no need to pave our own way with this. My last podcast was all about paving the way, walking alongside of one another on the self-healing journey was my slogan. We'll walk alongside one another in our journey in Christ with heaven and healing. And so, first and foremost, there will be, this will not be a place of false idols. I want to catch myself on that if it comes up, when it comes up, because I am human, I am imperfect, but... You know, God wants us to show up anyway, first of all. Remember that. In your imperfections, God wants you to show up. Like how I was feeling nervous this whole week leading up to this podcast. Feeling like I couldn't. Like I wasn't worthy. The thing is, that's when you do it most. Like when you feel most unworthy is when you need God most. That's the time when you turn towards him, not away from him. Full disclosure, again, I, I missed church on Sunday because I literally didn't feel like I was good enough to go. But that is when, but that is literally the devil talking. Again, like I said, he's doing cartwheels. That's literally the devil saying, you don't deserve to go to church today, you piece of, you piece of crap. Like, what are you doing? Sit down on the couch. Where, as God is like, hello, I'm here. You can come to church now. You come sit with me, be with me. And, you know, you don't have to go to church for that, but it's... It's in those moments where we feel our most unworthy, where we need to turn to God most. Because the thing is, that unworth we feel is justified, which is something I never understood or accepted before with Moon and Back. Because I always, you know, I was into the affirmations. I am worthy. I am whole. I am complete. I am all of the things, right? 
No, I am unworthy, and that's why I need my savior, actually. And so I was thinking about that, this, you know, this, again, this leading up to my relaunch is how I haven't felt in it, haven't felt worthy, haven't felt, I haven't felt like I have been embodying this perfect daughter of God that I so strive to be or so want to be. I feel like I haven't been her. And so feeling like I haven't been perfect as her has made me scared to release this. But again, that's the time to turn towards God. That's the time to turn towards the light. Not to stay hidden in your darkness. That's where the devil wants you to stay is in the darkness. So turn right to God in the moments where you want to reject him most. Where you want to push him away most. Because you're ashamed or because you're mortified. Maybe maybe even you're angry at him. That happens too. You know, we lose a loved one. We feel angry. We turn away. So in the moments when you want to reject God most, that's actually your heart's way of calling for him more than ever. Because what you're feeling, what you're feeling is a lack of him when you feel those things. So your soul is asking to be refilled with him. But we want to reject it and turn it away and say yes to what's easy instead, which is to continue to hide in the dark. And so just show up for God. What you can expect on this podcast is you can expect me showing up in my imperfect humanness, in my flesh and bone, in my sin. I will always show up because nothing has become more important to me than being a steward of the Lord, whatever that means. And so, yeah, I have to navigate my sin a little differently these days have to hold myself to a higher standard these days. Hold myself a little more accountable these days. Like I talked about the unconditional love and the unconditional tolerance. You know, before when I was entrenched with new age stuff, I would say I love myself unconditionally. I love myself unconditionally. But my behaviors were not reflective of unconditional love. You know, lust and um, some stuff that I have had going on with food and just... My behaviors were not cohesive with the idea of loving myself because they were self-destructive. And honestly, they were selfish, many of them. And so these days, you know, when I look in the mirror, there's not just my own standard of self, again, to hold my behavior to. Now there's the standard of God. Talk about pressure. <laughs> I don't mean... And I don't mean that in a way that's supposed to be like, oh, well, that's scary. No, it's actually, it actually invites you to deeper love of the self and of him. Because when you start to say yes to the things that are cohesive with loving thyself, you know, waking up earlier, drinking water, eating well, turning away from drugs and alcohol, turning away from promiscuity, right? When we actually say yes to the things that are cohesive to the idea of self-love, then we actually start to like ourselves better. Because we're actually following God's will. And so 
I, I really have done a really terrible job at going in chronological order. <laughs> I even tried. I prepared. I wrote everything down. It's all right in front of me. But I've gone all over the place anyway. Let's reel it back in. So there will be no false idols on this podcast, as I started out by saying. Um, my point is that including the podcast, like this will not be a false idol. Nothing is before God is what I'm saying. So I don't want you to, like, if you're listening to this right now and you haven't gotten your scripture today, pause right now, go pick up your Bible, read 10 minutes of scripture. Like never put this podcast above your personal time with the Lord. Never put this podcast above your personal prayer time. This is not your prayer. Okay. This is like heaven and healings ministry. This is not you and God behind a closed door. So don't let the times that you listen to this podcast step in for a day you could go to church or a conversation you could have with Jesus. Never, ever put this podcast above God or any any material above scripture. So before you tune into Heaven and Healing, anytime, all I ask of you <clears throat> is that you read some scripture first. Um, I also really wanted to open with a prayer and I'm upset. I forgot to do that, but I'm going to write it down here to close with prayer because I think that'd be really beautiful. I said a prayer before I started recording, but I wanted to start doing that on the introductions together. I thought that would be nice. So that being said, um, yeah, no false idols, including the podcast itself, because all this stuff is great to talk about. The kind of things, the kinds of things that we will be discussing, like new age, false light, and, you know, cultural things, like political things. I'm going to be talking about all of that, you know, in context of the world around us, but mostly in context of scripture, right? You know, this like end of times prophecy kind of fun things to talk about, you know, the Nephilim, all of that kind of speculative stuff. It's fun and it's interesting and it's important to talk about and to bring into the sphere, but we never want it to become an obsession above Christ, above God, above the word. We never want to veer from the word. And so a reason it took me so long to get this podcast up and rolling again is because that was really important to me. Wanted to make sure this was entrenched in God, that this was saturated in scripture, that this wasn't just me sitting down for an hour every single time I record and just blabbing my mouth off, blabbing off my knowledge, you know, what I have to offer. Because every time I sat down for moon and back, that's all it was. It was four to five hours I had set of just putting together these intricate moon charts. And then I would just showcase all my work in the episode. And so while I obviously am going to be putting a tremendous amount of time and effort into doing work for this podcast, I don't want this to be all about me or about what I have to offer or share. This is all about you and God. This is all about God, really. This is all for his glory. Right before I sat down, like I said in that prayer, I said to him, this is for you. Whatever you want me to do with this podcast, I give you full permission. Like I surrender to your will with the podcast, God. Whatever he wants to come out of this is exactly what will. Because I'm putting none of my earthly stuff into it. So 
that being said, you know, I, I'm expecting to have on conversations with people, you know, that I can discuss the Nephilim, Nephilim with, like Ryan Peterson, or <clears throat> I met this girl on Instagram who talks a lot about end times prophecy. So I, I hope to have these conversations, but ultimately whatever God wants me to talk about is what I'm going to be led to talk about for whatever particular reason. Um, I will say that this podcast is going to be guest heavy. I plan on bringing on a lot of guests, a lot more than you saw with Moon and Back, um, because I do want to share testimonies similar to mine. I just think, you know, you could eat, you know, you could eat a piece of chicken at five different restaurants, but the one restaurant you have it at hits different. So you might hear, that was a really weird metaphor. You might hear my story, but you might hear a similar story from someone else that just hits that spot for you. And it's like, oh, okay, maybe that's the thing. So I just want to get a lot of different voices onto this podcast, a lot of different experiences, a lot of different, a lot of different, you know, levels of awareness as far as, you know, walks of life and genders and ages and just all these things that we think separate us, you know, like, for instance, I'm planning on having my pastor on at some point. He's an older gen gentleman, you know, like two totally different experiences, walks of life, but just coming together in Christ and sharing how special that can be. If you just heard my phone go off, I'm sorry. Siri just started to talk to me for no reason. Um, so yeah, people like my pastor, biblical scholars, former addicts, former alcoholics, you know, people that were not only addicted to drugs and alcohol, but, you know, porn, like all these different things that God has saved so many people from, you know, and of course, all the new age stuff from witchcraft to Wicca to white magic and Reiki and astrology, like Marsha Montenegro, really want to bring her on to talk about astrology, Doreen Virtue, you know, Stephen Bancars, all these names that if you are kind of familiar with the new age redemption in Christ, then you're familiar with. But I do have really, you know, I do have a lot of ideas that I feel like God has been putting on my heart for this. <clears throat> so I'm excited to see them come to fruition and I'm excited to see how the journey unfolds as God instructs me along the way. So yeah, all in all, lots of testimony stories, lots of speculative questions about that fun stuff like Nephilim. Because um, honestly, a lot of that kind of stuff kind of it led me, led me to Christianity in a way because I've always been big on conspiracies and things like that. So you know, going down one rabbit hole to another, going through all the C-19 um, theories actually led me to end time prophecy. And when you start to read about the end time prophecy stuff, um, you know, in, in, in combo with the scripture and just the culture, like what's going on, it's nutty. And that, if I'm being totally honest, was one doorway that led me here. So um, I haven't even like gotten to my testimony. It's unreal. So I was depressed tremendously my entire life. It's a really nice way to start, right? No, but seriously, I was, 
I was just seriously depressed my entire life as a young kid, as an adolescent, a teenager, just depressed. Absolutely entrenched in depression. Did not have any religious upbringing necessarily. I went to Catholic school, did all of the things, you know, communion and um, confirmation, like checked all the boxes that they have you check in Catholic school. Um, have massive church hurt. In seventh grade, a little boy put notes in my desk that were death threats. And basically, long story short, the school decided that I was putting them in my own desk for attention. Locked me in a room with a priest. The priest called me a liar and said, God knows that I'm a liar. And so, you know, kind of left a bad taste in my mouth from that point moving forward when it came to religious leaders or the idea of God as a benevolent good being. So I, I just subconsciously shut that door, I guess right then and there, because all I had known my entire life was pain, essentially. I mean, I had a, I had a good childhood. I was a happy child other than this insufferable pain. But I mean, I was a happy kid. Like I didn't have an abusive household. I wasn't neglected, you know, God willing, I wasn't beaten. Um, And I'm very thankful for that. You know, I had an incredible grandmother that was my best friend in the whole world, grew up right across the street from me. And so I had single mom and grandmom taking care of me basically until I was a teenager and I loved it. I really did, you know, not having a dad presented more issues in my adult life than it seemed to have in my younger life. But, you know, that's another can of worms. Um, Yeah, I just was, I don't know, I was sad. And so when grandma died in 2014, that did something to me that nothing else ever has and probably is ever likely to in this lifetime. Um in regard to how much it destroyed me. Uh, unless, I mean, losing a kid, I can imagine, comes pretty close. But when I lost my grandma, that was, uh, that was the worst. That was, I, call, I used to call that my apocalyptic moment um, because it was like the sun exploded and everything just went dark in a second. And I was on fire, like it was, it was treacherous. I was I was literally on a cruise ship in the middle of the ocean. The middle of the Atlantic Ocean when we got the call August 18th, 2014 that my grandmom died. I was in the middle of the ocean on a stupid boat and I had to wait three days to get to Bermuda so that I could get on a plane from Bermuda immediately getting off the cruise ship and go home and bury my grandmother. Talk about never going on a cruise again. But um, yeah, that was devastating. I was 20 at the time. And I mean, when I when she died, I felt something in me break. I felt I felt like part of me went with her that day. I would say that a lot. And you know, there's there was a part of me that that really believed that. You know, that part of me went with her. And the more I said that, it just unknowingly, it unknowingly opened doors, you know, saying that our souls are connected and all these things. And I was just desperate to feel close to her. So that led me to mediumship, you know, going to talk to people that (laughs) 
claimed that they could speak to the dead and that they had messages from past loved ones. And, you know, the lady, it was my mo- my mother and myself that went and she knew what she was talking about. She had knowledge of things she shouldn't have had knowledge on. Like, I was sold. And I don't think this was a bad lady. I think very many people that put themselves in these positions of, you know, mediumship, I think that they are very good people, actually. I think that they're victims of the same thing I was victim of, just wanting to help people. You know, having this, quote, gift that you feel like was given to you. Like, a lot of mediums, I remember the medium we saw was very God-based and said that the gift God gave her to talk to the dead, you know, she would put to good use. God didn't give you that gift. (laughs) Um, But anyway... I don't think they're bad people. So I'm kind of coming back to that idea of unconditional love and tolerance thing. God does not have unconditional tolerance. And so when I lovingly talk about these practices that I know, not based on any knowledge of my own, but based on what God says, So this isn't about me or my beliefs. This is about what God says. I know that he doesn't tolerate it. You know, he loves you, but he doesn't tolerate it. So it's up to you what you do with that information. As a steward of the Lord, as I said, in my most important, you know, identity, my most important mission in this world is to be a steward of Christ. It's my job to make you aware of that, not to change your mind about it, not to convert you, just to simply plant the seed, plant that mustard seed that Jesus talks about, that mustard seed of faith. So I'm not, I'm not talking down to anybody. I'm not shaming anybody. Don't take my word for it. Take God's. It's right there in his in his scripture, in that holy Bible, what he does and does not tolerate, regardless of his love for you. And so, you know, I, um, I'm not going to sugarcoat things that may come up that may be triggering for you to hear or someone you love to hear. I'm not going to sugarcoat it because Unconditional love doesn't sugarcoat things, first of all. Unconditional love tells the truth. Regardless of the consequence of that. And that's what God does for us in the Bible. He tells us the truth. Well, why do you believe the Bible? It was written by him. Men, blah, 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 blah. Like, <laughs> we will... We will talk and talk and talk about the historical resonance of the Bible. Don't worry about that. But I don't want to take bites into too many things in this episode. I'm already going way off the rails of what I thought I would do. So, look, the Bible's historically, factually sound. It checks out. It just does. It checks out. People that are so big on evolution, 
You know, they see a picture from NASA. Oh, great. I believe you because you told me that. But then, you know, I show them a Bible. They're like, well, why do you believe that? That was just written by some guy. Like, you know, it's, I don't know. Again, different, different can of worms. But my point is the Bible is historically sound and I trust it. And here's the thing, right? Is it God's word? Yes, it is. Like 100% yes, it is. Now, would, if we, if we want to speculate, right? If, if it weren't, if this Bible were not God's word, then nothing matters. Honestly, nothing matters. Everything's fine. Like, fine. If this is what it says it is, though, then what does that mean for you? That's why people have a problem with it. Because if this, if these words have the validity that they claim to, then it makes it harder for people to look in the mirror. That's why people don't like the Bible. That's why it's so easy for people to jump to, oh, it was written by a bunch of misogynistic men thousands of years ago. We can't listen to that. That's why it's so easy for people to go down that rabbit hole of nonsense that they know nothing about just based on some stuff that they read in a book written less than a decade ago. That's why it's so easy to jump to all that nonsense. Because if this is true, if this Bible is the living word of God, which it is, then what does that mean for you? That's why people have a hard time with it. That's why I had a hard time with it. That's why I had one foot in Christianity and one foot in astrology for months. Because I had a problem with it. I had a problem with this word of God because you know what? Well, this word of God, it doesn't exactly jive with what God feels like to me because in my mind, in my heart, in my experience, my God is all sovereign and all loving of all things. He loves me just for being me. He wants me to use the planets. He wants me to use the stars. He put them there for me. He gave me these gifts so that I could interpret it and help other people on their self-healing journey. No. <laughs> that was me cherry picking, first of all. That was me cherry picking text from scripture that I did like and kindly disregarding things like Isaiah 47, 13 because I didn't like it. And so I am going to read Isaiah 47, 13. Before I get there, moving forward a little bit with my testimony, after my grandmom died and it unlocked all these doors for me, the mediumship, and, you know, that led to crystals. And I've had very real experiences with crystals and with quote-unquote guides that I now know weren't guides, but rather fallen demonic spirits that were on a spiritual assignment to basically rob my soul. Um, I've had very real experiences with those beings talking to me through the crystals, whispering to me. And a lot of the time I thought it was my grandma. And I would call back that entity over and over to come back and back and back and back into my field. 
It's really sad and scary to think about now because I was in, I was inviting in a demon all the time. All the time I was inviting demons into my house, into my relationships, into my mindsets, into everything I was doing, honestly. I was inviting demons in. And the crystals led to Reiki, you know, which led to the chakras, which... Reiki, yoga, chakra, it's like a it's like a sandwich, you know, you can't have one without a little bit of the other sort of thing. So I I was into all of that. Like I thought yoga was I thought yoga was the answer. This is before astrology. I, I thought yoga was the answer to all of life's problems. Funny how I continued to look for more answers though anyway, right? Because that led me to the astrology. But anyway. Um, I thought yoga was the answer to all life's problems. I loved yoga. I loved, loved, loved yoga so much. Like there was nothing that I adored more than my daily practice. And, you know, what's really interesting about that now in hindsight is when I would do yoga, I would get these really intense moments of like bliss, of just release. Like, like if you just like an orgasmic experience almost, just incredibly pleasurable and euphoric and just bliss, right? These moments of utter release. And now I notice when I pray, like, because I used to meditate, have that same feeling. When I would do Reiki, I would get that same feeling. So I try to think really hard about the difference between prayer and like those forms of prayer, if you will. Um... When I pray, I am being full, right? I am being full of the Holy Spirit. I can literally feel the Holy Spirit renewing me. So with the meditation, with the yoga, with the Reiki, it was always this release of energy. It was always this clearing away. But with God, there's no release. There's renewal. There's replenishment. There's restore. There's rejuvenate. Re- reawaken it's not a release it's renew there's nothing that you have to get rid of from within the holy spirit transmutes it for you within so with prayer talking to god You're not focusing on letting these emotions go in just watching your thoughts float away like they're on water. All the things that were taught in meditation, you know, you are not your thoughts. All these things that were taught with yoga, all of it. That's not the point. And that's why it doesn't work long term, because the point is not to empty your mind. The point is for your mind to be full of God. So you're not, the focus should not be emptying your thoughts. The focus should not be void mind mindlessness because when you are mindless you are susceptible you open doorways you know we are mind body and spirit those three things together very powerful combination you can open doorways in your mind with your spirit by harnessing your body that's what yoga does what a lot of breathing techniques are for you got to be careful that's why god warns us about this stuff in his word he lets us know this stuff exists and why does it exist because free will 
because unconditional love means choice, which does mean free will, which is going to mean, you know, byproduct of some poor choices. But free will is unconditional love. So he, he, you know, he knows these things exist. He's aware of them. And he tries to warn us about it and say, do not trust, do lean not on your own understanding, but trust in me fully. Jesus says that. Trust in him. Trust in Jesus. Do not lean on your own understanding. And so I thought that was a really powerful kind of word to come to a revelation on. That when I pray, it's no longer, you know, that meditative release. It is a soul renewal. And I only have the Holy Spirit to thank for that. So... I mean, it's, it, it's, it's just from point A to point B, right? I realize I haven't gotten there yet. Um, and if this is your first time hearing this, you're probably like, how, is, how has this happened? Because <laughs> so far I have described very two different people, but I haven't described how they found each other. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I was like, I want to go chronologically. I started at the end and then went to the beginning and then now we're kind of meeting in the middle. So here we are, the middle. Um, years of this, right? Yoga, Reiki, astrology, made the podcast early 2021. Um, did birth charts for people, did moon charts for, I'm sorry, did tarot readings for people, um, did Reiki sessions for people taught yoga to children that makes me really upset to think about now but I was deep I was deep in all these self-healing modalities right walking each other home on the self-healing journey moon and back podcast so all these self-healing modalities and it just ultimately was all futile why because that pain would always come back and it would come back even more agonizing than before and So I'm going to talk about the difference between the pain now versus then in a moment. The breaking point of that pain. Okay. So I was a cutter in high school. uh, Self-harmed. Broke free of that. Went back to it in college for a short time. Started smoking weed, which was a beautiful buffer (laughs) to my self-harming tendencies. Started smoking weed. Didn't cut for like seven, eight years. Last year, and it's funny, I actually tried to give up weed for Lent before I understood (laughs) the true beauty of Lent and what it really means. Um, I tried to give up weed for Lent last year and two weeks in, I cut myself again because, wow, I couldn't go two weeks without weed without wanting to hurt myself. And I... I just didn't realize it for like seven years that I had been using weed as this vice, you know, because we don't ever think, you know, weeds become a lot less stigmatized over the years. And so we think a lot less dramatically about it than we used to. And so it's become super normal and just, you know, you don't think that you can get reliant or addicted to weed, but you absolutely can. Absolutely. I was addicted to weed. That's something I'm still struggling with. Not that I'm smoking weed anymore. But I have a few times since being born again. And it's just, it's 
insane to see how quick and easy it would be just to go right back down that rabbit hole and just smoke every single night, just smoke my life away. But I'm not doing it. (laughs) Again, it's that kind of thing where since coming to God, it's, it's that extra layer of accountability where I don't want to just be good for me because I'm not as good as it gets like God is and that's who I'm that's who this is for like I gotta show him not because he's gonna punish me but because he loves me and gave me life why would I not want to just lay down my whole life for him why would I not just want to lay down my heart for him so I cut myself a few times last year, 2021. And, um, you know, I just felt like a total fraud getting on this, on moon and back every week and sharing all these things and being like, yeah, well, you know, things might be really hard right now, but, you know, as soon as these planets go retrograde or go station direct after they're retrograde, everything's going to start to feel lighter. And I would myself hold out for these moments too, you know, I, I determined a lot of my life based on astrology. I almost, had an affair because of astrology, like literally because our charts were perfect. Like I, it ran my life because I thought it was a solution. And I thought that because I had this tool, I always called it a tool, that because I had this tool, I was able to navigate through my self-healing journey in an optimal way, right? All these words, self, my, (laughs) I, right? So it was this breaking point in 2021 where I had hurt myself recently and I was just struggling with depression and suicide. I really wanted to die over the summer. Um, Struggling with really intrusive, anxious anxious thoughts um, about relationships in my life and just things I couldn't understand and that were really painful. And I straight up started asking for God for God for help. I just started asking, God, save me. I remember having this breakdown on the kitchen floor and I looked up and I, I screamed, save me. I, I, it's the first time I ever said those words, save me. And he did. It was almost as if he breathed a sigh of relief in that moment. Like, finally, I'm waiting for you to ask. And um, I can't explain it, but if you've been there, you know what I mean when, th- when I say things just started changing for me. Things just started changing. Things got better. Inexplicably got better. I, f- I was better. Inexplicably. And you know, it sounds... Like a lot, some people have these really insane coming to God stories, these stories where, you know, maybe they were, they were, someone that they love was about to die and they said a prayer and said like, God, if you're really there, like, don't let them die. I'll believe you. I'll be a believer. And then they come back in the room and there's like a miraculous breakthrough, right? Some people have these really beautifully elaborate stories where it kind of does make it hard to question, "Mm, wow, how can you not believe, right? Whereas with me, I'm just straight up sitting here saying, 
I don't have a big flashy story to show you. All I have is the proof of my life. I don't have a flashy story. I just have the proof of my life that Jesus Christ inexplicably changed me. He inexplicably changed my heart and soul and restored my mind. He saved my life inexplicably. He just did. You know why? Because I asked. Because I finally asked. And like I said before, we show love not by what we say, by what we do. And so as I began to talk about this love of Jesus, as I would notice it in my life, that began to beg the question, well, what am I not doing in service of that love? You know, where are there leaks in my integrity right now? And I had to start looking at some patterns and behaviors. Smoking weed was one of them. And astrology, unfortunately, became one of them too. But like I said, for a while, I had one foot in astrology, one foot in Christianity because I love Jesus now. You know, he saved my life. I was finally understanding, oh, yeah, there is the Savior. This Bible thing is legit, but I'm still cherry picking, right? Oh, the, the wise men were astrologers. No, they weren't. Oh, the, the wise men were astrologers. Oh, it says this about the stars and the seasons in the Bible. Oh, blah, 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 blah. God, you know, gave to us as tools all this stuff that I would just justify, just justify my sin with. But this verse, you know, because I started reading more. I started reading more as I started learning more, you know, and... I kept, I started saying every day, like, Jesus, save me. Show me what you want me to do because I don't know anymore. And stuff started coming up on my Instagram feed of, you know, yoga's demonic. It's five reasons why. And I was like, what? Um, you know, tarot's demonic. Don't, don't touch it. Like, Doreen Virtue stuff started coming up on my page. And if you're not familiar with her, she was really into the occult stuff, highly successful author and publisher with um, Hay House with her tarot cards and her books on angels and, and numbers. Incredibly successful business and then just totally one day pulled back on all of it. In trouble with publishers, like the whole night. You should watch some of her stuff on YouTube. It's excellent. But like Doreen Virtue was coming up on my Instagram and I was like, that's weird. But again, like I said at the very beginning of this episode, you know, I always say if something makes you uncomfortable, you got to lean into it. So that's what I did. You know, I didn't like the stuff I was seeing, but I knew I had to be who I say I am and sit with that discomfort and see why it made me uncomfortable and see if there's any validity to it, you know, because I can't just turn away something because it doesn't feel good. So I leaned in and I kept leaning in and it led to videos by Doreen Virtue. It led to Stephen Bankars. It led to all these people on Instagram that were posting about astrology and tarot, uh, like all the things I love. And then on the other hand, it's like, oh, this is all demonic. And I was like, okay, have to like somehow bridge the gap from there to here <laughs> or here to there rather. And it was a really challenging thing to do. So I went to church with my 
my best friend um, that I've been friends with since I was little, who will be on the podcast. I absolutely intend on bringing her on once she's back down in Pennsylvania with me. Um, I went to church with her and I was just blown away by... I was blown away by the community and the way that the pastor has spoke. He was... He was so real and, you know, I had it in my head for a really long time that, you know, religious people, based on a lot to do with the experience I had as a child where the priest yelled in my face and called me a liar. And if you see me on camera right now, I have something in my contact and it's just really not fun. Um, so I always thought of religious leaders as like somehow not being real people. And this guy was just so personable. He was so personable and down to earth and just real and authentic. And the way he spoke, I was like, wow, well, if that's what a man of God is like, then there might be something to this thing. You know, he wasn't just up there in his, in his little priest garbs with his eyes closed, with his hands up by his heart like this. And then maybe once in a while he would open his palms to the sky and turn his head over to the right and take a deep breath like this. No, he was up there like throwing his hands up and yelling like he was loud. He was talking about how like the country doesn't own our kids. Like he was very my kind of guy. <laughs> I just loved it. And, you know, he he was weaving in these real life things like about our culture and politics um, and some of like the passport kinds of things. He was weaving that into scripture. And it was so incredibly fascinating for me to realize how legit the Bible is, first of all. Um... And then also to see that Christians are really smart people. Like, I feel like I went a long time, not not necessarily thinking that they were unintelligent, but that Christians were closed-minded. When in reality, I've seen now, because I've been on both ends, I've been all over, all over the place, really. I see now that actually to be Christian is the most open-minded of all. And that's not like tooting my own horn sort of thing. That's just like straight up based on what I see and from what I know. Because, you know, think about it. People are always saying, oh, you're so close-minded. You just believe some book. You believe some Bible. Is there actually anything more open-minded than to be able to hold this sacred scripture and say, this is the living word of God? I put all my faith and heart into this. Or is that actually the most open-minded thing a person could possibly say or do? As opposed to being closed-minded saying, no, reject that, don't understand it, don't want it. That's the true closed-mindedness. But that's what we see in society. And that's the picture that we have painted for us of what Christians are like. Of these like, you know, Puritan little know-it-alls or something. That don't have a clue when the truth is, I mean, stereotypes exist wherever you find them, but every Christian that I've encountered has been more open-minded than any new ager that I've come into contact with over the past seven years. And again, that's no judgment. That's just baseline what it is. 
you know, seven months ago, I could tell certain people that I was an alien. I straight up, I'm an alien from another dimension. I come from another planet. I've had many meditative communions with my star family. And I just know that I'm here as a part of my greater karmic debt to help ascend the collective. And these people would say, great. You know, that's, oh, absolutely, honey. You go, sis. Whereas now it's, hey, I love the Bible. Oh, you are just, you're ridiculous. You're ridiculous. Do you even have any open energy left? Which is, yes, somebody said that to me. So do you, do you see, it's just, it's just this interesting paradox with new age, especially of you can tell people that you're an alien, that you're an intergalactic goddess. But then if you tell someone that you're a Christian, you've lost your mind. You're a lunatic. You have no idea what you're talking about. You're being deceived. Come on. So I had to make a decision because I remember calling my best friend one day and I started crying. I said, Liz, I'm ready. I'm ready to give it up. I'm ready to throw it all away. I just, I'm just calling you now. <laughs> I was on the way to the gym. I was like, I'm calling you now because I'm, it's time. Like God really wants me to throw all my stuff away. He wants me to get rid of the tarot cards. He wants me to get rid of the astral. And I was like sobbing. I was like, I'm going to denounce the podcast. I'm going to do it, Liz. I don't know why or how or when, but I'm going to do it. I can't do this anymore. God doesn't want me to. And she was like in tears so happy for me. She's been praying for my salvation for two decades. And um, I had a conversation with someone named Kevin Thomas, KingCat 2.0 on Instagram. If you don't follow him already, you absolutely should. I had reached out to him late September when I was one foot in, one foot out, astrology, Christianity. And I kind of pled him my case. Where I was saying, you know, the other stuff has been really easy to fall away. Like tarot, easy to let go of. Reiki, easy to let go of. But astrology, I just, I just can't. Kevin, what's going on? You know, and I was trying to use scripture as like my, my foundation. But it just doesn't match up, you know. The scripture's just not there to support astrology in any way other than an abomination. Literally says that. So... He sent me Isaiah 47, 13. And the night I read it, when he sent me, he messaged me back two months later. So I got my, my message from him late November because he is a huge following. And he just so happened to see it that one night, right? God timing. I was also drinking that night, going out to look at Christmas stuff. And I remember getting into such a somber mood because I was already in that like, you know, that susceptible state that your mind goes to when you drink. And I was reading this and I was realizing, oh man, yeah, I got to stop with astrology and there's no going back. Like it was just one of those feelings that I got, that sinking feeling I knew wasn't going to go away. And then the next day I told Alyssa that I was going to debunk everything. But anyway, he sent me Isaiah 47, 13. So I wanted to read that because this comes back to us, you know, taking God's word for it and understanding that he is unconditionally loving, but not unconditionally tolerant. Isaiah 47, 12. 
no, I'm sorry, third, 40, 47, 13. This whole Bible verse thing, like finding it, it's still new to me. So give me some time with that, okay? Thou art wearied in the multitude of thy counsels. Let now the astrologers, the stargazers, the monthly pro prognosticators stand up and save thee from these things that shall come upon thee. Behold, they shall be as stubble. The fire shall burn them. They shall not deliver themselves from the power of the flame. There shall not be a coal to warm at, nor fire to sit before it. So saying that, you know, the astrologers are essentially going to burn in their own fire. Um, I just, I don't know that I, I have to pause whenever I read that because it just, it makes me feel so many things when I read this passage and it really, really triggered me the first couple times that I saw that and Deuteronomy 18 as well, where he refers to, you know, witchcraft and sorcery and astrology. God refers to it as an abomination. Like, I don't want to be an abomination to God. And it's like, well, if God really loved you, wouldn't you just wouldn't he just love you no matter what? Like, yes, he does. That's not the point. You can love someone and not like them anymore. It's the same thing. You know, you can unconditionally love your mom or your dad, but then they go and do something so shitty that you don't even want to look at them or speak to them for the rest of your life, but you still love them. You know, it's God's love is beyond comprehension. So... We're not here to be questioning, you know, the dimensions of his love. This is what the Bible says. He loves us so much that he's telling us is the point. He's telling you that it's an abomination because he loves you so much. Not because he's ashamed of you or because he wants to damn you. He's telling you because he loves you and wants what's best for you. But again, it's your choice it's your choice. So I got rid of it all. The end of 2021, I got rid of all of it. And you know, I was thinking recently, you, it's been now, so now it's February when you're hearing this, February 2022. Um, yeah, my house is different. Like the energy of my house just sitting outside of it is different even. It just looks brighter. It looks cozier. It looks warmer. It looks lighter. It looks lighter. Like, you couldn't, I don't know how to explain it. You could just tell there was this darkness around my house before. Um, and even just sitting outside of it now feels different. Being inside of it definitely feels different. Like, I'm not scared anymore at night if it's dark in a room or something. Like, I don't get this uneasy feeling that something's with me. And at first I did a lot. Um, I mean, I always have, but I've always just been under the pretense that it's my guides or my alien protectors, which is a whole other story. Um, so I would try not to be afraid of it. Be like, oh, it's just a presence. It doesn't mean it's a bad one. Like, ugh. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I um, don't feel that anymore. And I mean, I literally burned, smashed, threw away thousands of dollars worth of 
material, so many books, so many crystals, so much like new age jargon, like Metatron wooden panels. If you watched Moon and Back, I used to have a Metatron panel over my head, like things like that. Um, my astrology tapestries, you know, like so much. Just got rid of all of it. So many books. I had boxes and boxes worth of stuff. And I was really grateful for my best friend and her family. Because um, they've been Christian since I've known them. So my whole life. They were so elated to help me with that process. Because <laughs> I'm like the prodig prodigal, um, long lost best friend kind of thing. So... <clears throat> It was really special and I'm really grateful for them. And I know that she'll be listening. So love you, Liz. <laughs> I um, got rid of all of it and yeah, there's a huge difference in my house and there's a huge difference in my life too. And there's like little things here and there. I'll just find randomly like a crystal on the floor or like some old books I'm, I still, cause I have a lot of books on my bookshelf in the sitting room. All the personal books that I used constantly, I had close to me. so. I had those on hand, like all my meditative kinds of books. Anyway, I'm going on a tangent now. <clears throat> I'm still finding things here and there. It'll all be gone eventually, is the point. It's all gone for the most part. I would say 99.9% .9 is all gone. And the 0.1% I'm just not aware of is in the house. So yeah, that's kind of my story. Now here we are, February, 2022 with this ministry, this Heaven and Healing podcast, where I will be sharing stories from people like myself who have come from the New Age, from former addicts, from people that are coming to Christ after a detrimental loss in their life, such as suicide. Um, I will have biblical scholars. I will have archaeologists come on. I will have people, pastors, um, moms, teachers, people from all walks of life conspiracy theorists, maybe some conservatives kind of people come on. I'm just going to like speak that into existence now. <laughs> that would be really cool. Um, anyway, so all these different, all these different topics, all ultimately in context of the living word of God. And the goal here is to always bring you closer to God bring you closer to the one true living God, not bring you closer to whatever idol of God you may have created in your head, okay? So to bring you to the one true God. Um, I'm really, really, really grateful for all of you for still being here. This went a lot longer than I anticipated. Um, I kind of wanted to like present an appetizer episode and I, gave you the appetizer entree and two desserts so apologies there with guests and all the structure will come it's my first time sitting down in front of a microphone in two months so cut me some slack okay <laughs> um i mean since coming to god everything has just been everything has been different everything has been different and it's it's in ways that again are inexplicable and Truly, it's only something that you can experience if you're willing to. 
So maybe someone listening is like, well, that sounds nice for you, but I just don't, I just don't know how, how can I ever get there? How could I ever possibly get there? Like, how could I ever actually believe in God? I just want you to know that the fact that you're curious is enough for now. Just the fact that you're asking the question. Because remember what I said before, how when we feel like we want to push God away most is actually the times when we need him most. Like how leading up to this podcast for the whole week, I didn't feel worthy of it. I didn't feel worthy to show up. I didn't even feel worthy enough to go to church. I didn't feel worthy for him. So I rejected it. And yet that's when I need him most. And so your curiosity, even just asking that question, you know, how could I ever believe? That is your soul's way of trying to get you to get there. Because you are literally experiencing the absence of the very thing that created you. Your loving father. He loves you so much. Like he really does. He really loves you so much. And he just wants you, he just wants you to you know, I'm not saying God wants you on your kitchen floor screaming, save me like I was, but you know, in a way that's exactly what he wants because in those moments he'll be right there. You just ask. You just got to ask him. Just ask him, Jesus, be near me. Jesus, draw near to me. Jesus, fill me with your presence and your love. And he'll come. You just have to be willing. You know, the only thing that costs you with Christianity is your pride. And maybe you don't want to get caught up on the title of Christianity. I just don't know what else to call it. Having a relationship with God costs you nothing but your pride. It doesn't cost you thousands of dollars in courses, self-healing courses, or self-healing mentorships, or Reiki sessions, or crystal healing sessions, or DNA activation sessions, or light code activation sessions, or yoga, or yoga teacher training, or Reiki master training, or any of these things, astrology courses, right? Like any of these things. It doesn't cost you a penny to bring Jesus into your heart. If you can't afford a Bible, I would love to send you one. Please message me on Instagram and I will send that to you. Um, I'm going to wrap this up. Don't know yet what the podcast schedule will be like. I'm going to let God decide with that. Um, whether it will be weekly or bi-weekly is yet to be foreseen. So I will talk to you soon. Um, I would like to just close with a prayer. So if you are able to um, bow your head and close your eyes. If you're driving, please don't do that. But you can say this in your heart. So just make it real in your heart. Lord Jesus, 
I thank you for bringing us here today. Anyone who is listening right now, thank you for bringing them to you. Thank you for bringing me to you and thank you for bringing us together. I pray that anyone listening is touched by your hand when they hear these words. I pray that anyone listening who is of disbelief may have even the slightest mustard seed planted within them today with this broadcast. I pray that those who question you continue to question you until they understand that you are the answer to that question. I pray that you cast away their heart of stones and give them a heart of flesh, Lord. I pray that this podcast will find people near and far, will find your children and call them home to you, Lord. I pray that this will be a safe space to bring them there, an open space, a vulnerable space for inquisitive, intelligent, meaningful conversations and dialogue, all with the goal of honoring all your glory, your righteousness, and your love, Almighty Father. And I pray that you be here with me, Lord. I pray that you bless me and all of us listening. Now, one more thing before we close out here. I am going to do a little giveaway. So, this is from a company called Elevated Faith. And I do have a discount code for you that I will leave in the show notes because I do have a referral link for their attire. I don't know if I mentioned this already. This is one of the shirts. (laughs) It says blessed and I just love it. It's just like a cozy, comfy tee. So the company actually sent me two packages instead of one by mistake. And they don't do returns. So I figured I would do a giveaway with some of the stuff I got. So I'm going to start by giving away this large sized blessed t-shirt. pretty comfy. I usually wear a medium, so I got a large for myself because I wanted it a little bit, with a little bit of room. Should fit any body type, but male or female. Um, I will leave the discount code in the drop down below. If you're watching and if you're listening, it'll just be in the show notes. But all you have to do to win this t-shirt is follow me on Instagram if you don't already. So if you're already following me, you're good. My handle is at Angela Marie Yucci. I will also leave that spelling in the show notes. And all you have to do is share the post. So I'm going to make a Heaven and Healing podcast post. I'm going to put that there. You have to share that to your story. And this part's really important. You have to tag me or else I won't see it. So you're going to have to tag me in the story itself. Okay. And just say something that you liked about the episode and then comment. Okay. And tag a friend. So follow me, 
share the post to your story, tag me, and then tag a friend in the comments. And that's all you got to do. And then I will put this into a generator and I will pick a winner for the blessed t-shirt and shipping is on me, obviously. So yeah, thank you guys so much for listening to the first episode of Heaven and Healing. Can't wait to see what comes of this. And I'm so excited. I will see you all next time. God bless you and praise be unto him.